Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning and much more. All covered now on Life Planning Planning 101. And welcome in. It is Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Yes, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> you it's are back, Terry. Weeks. It's wonderful to have you back. Yeah. And you showed up for a heck of a topic this morning. Yes. Considering investment risk. That's Angela. right. That's right. The Dow hit another all-time high last week. And so we all want to know, should we be celebrating or worried, right? And that on top of everybody's mind? <laughs> so... Yeah. Everything, uh, you know, Trump got elected, and people were like, oh, it's some people. Uh, It's going to be the end of the world investment-wise, gas price-wise. Things are going to go downhill. And here we are, $1.80 a gallon gas and an all-time record high on the Dow. That's exactly right. And I I actually have a story to go along with that. We actually had uh, the end of an incident occur last week. And I thought, you know, this is too important not to talk about this. Because, you know, every year we do a show and and an article and we update this list we have of reasons not to invest in the stock market. And that list has been going back since 1934. Wow. uh, That we've been keeping up with it. And market highs are a reoccurring theme throughout that list, believe it or not. And it's also got legislation issues, politics, economics, world disasters on the list. I mean, name it, right? Yet the whole thing ends with one good reason why you should. And it all boiled down to an investor that, you know, started with $10,000 at the beginning of that period of time. And now that money has grown over a 2000% return. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, again, should we be celebrating? Should we be worried? There's there's good cause for both. And sad story, uh, last fall before the election, we actually have one of our long-term clients that has had some health issues in the last year, uh, last couple years, and has become almost to the point of depressed, I would say. Um, and, and typically when people get retired and get depressed, they pay more attention to their money. <laughs> they start worrying more. And it's really a sad, it's a sad cycle. It's like a downward spiral. And this gentleman's case, he was scared to death about what would be the outcome of the election. And so he decided on his own accord that he was going to pull everything out of his IRA and he was going to buy silver with this money. So here we are, um, and of course we we do have some other things with them, and we care about them. We've been um, we've been part of their family. They've been part of ours since two thousand and two. So it's you know his wife. We love her dearly, and she basically was pleading with him not to do this. And so we're part of their lives. And um, having a phone conversation with him yesterday between the commissions. The spread on the prices of the silver and the taxes he owed from pulling the money out of his IRA and silver being down about 25% since that time, he has lost approximately 70% of his investment. Wow. Fear, right? Fear. 
Isn't that sad? That is. It, it's horrible, you know. And so sometimes when we think we're doing good, are we actually doing good, right? And um, you know, I think, I think, and, and at the end of the show today, we got a busy show. The last segment of the show, I'm actually uh, going to be bringing Aaron, my brother, on Kennedy. He's our charter financial analyst, and he's going to be talking about investments in their entirety. Um, so I thought, you know, this is a good compliment to that. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what are investments anyway, because. Um, or, or I say, what are investments? But why do we have money invested anyway? Because don't we all, can't we all get bogged down in what's the height of the market or what's on fire or what's exciting or what did good last year? Or, you know, we have this thing in America called keeping up with the Joneses and everybody wants to do as good as their neighbor or own what their neighbor owns, right? And, you know, is that really why you have in, in money invested anyway? And I would say that, Primarily, people don't have money invested for those reasons. No. Primarily, you have money invested because you're trying to set some goals in life, whether they be retirement or college or um, just building your wealth or protecting your wealth, right? But we lose sight of those goals when we get caught up in these individual investments or we get caught up in market highs or politics or economies or world disasters, okay? And I bring about world disasters because we have a potential for a world disaster brewing at this very moment. At any moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could happen at any time. That's, that's exactly right. So, you know, what's more important? Is it is it important to be able to focus on all that negativity and focus on those individual things or to actually focus on what your money is doing over the long haul? There is a great quote that I actually ran across this morning, and it was by Charles F. Glassman, and he has this book called Brain Drain, The Breakthrough That Will Change Your Life. Okay, And in that book, he has a quote. It says, self-discipline is often disguised as short-term pain, which often leads to long-term gains. The mistake many of us make is the need for the want of short-term gains, in, order, in other words, immediate gratification, which often leads to long-term pain, right? And isn't that true? You know, and with our investments, we all want that immediate gratification. Well, there's a huge difference between trading, gambling, immediate gratification, right. and long-term investing. And if you want immediate gratification, trading, gambling, you're listening to the wrong show because <laughs> this is not what that's about. You know, what we... Not the roulette wheel, right? No, no, we are not the roulette wheel. We call ourselves the T-ball approach. And we have good purpose for this. We're boring. We're very, very boring. But in the in the long side of things, that's what works. Again, you know, that, that short-term pain works to give you the long-term gain. Right. It's right. not always fun to watch, not always exciting. And sometimes it can get scary because of the world we live in. But let me tell you, I've been watching a lot of history shows. We're in a lot better place than we used to be. You know, if you look at the way Europe used to be, holy smokes. Or, you know, I, and I know some of that still exists in the world today, but we live in a civilized economy. Right. And so, you know, we have a lot of things going our way and we forget that. So, when we come back, we're actually going to work through some of these investment goals and what the difference between trading and investing can do for your portfolio. We'll be back with more Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. 
And welcome back to Life Planning 101 here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavens with you along with Angela Kennedy Robinson. Angela, good morning. Good morning again. And we're talking about, you know, investment risk and particularly that, you know, the Dow has hit an all-time high. We've got a lot of world turmoil. And, and what does this mean for you? And I want to remind you of a recent period, you know, because what we said before the, the end of the break was, you know, that, you know, why do you have your money invested anyways? Is it for some, some short-term reason or to break? to your neighbor or is it for some goals and and are you losing sight of those goals and um, you know here's a period that we can all remember there was a 20-year period December ending December 31st 2011 right we can all remember that period and if you think about the 20 years before that some were pretty some were not so pretty and the S&P still returned an annualized 7.8 percent over that Most time people frame. would take that today, wouldn't they? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And an analysis done by Dalbar revealed that the average investor over that same time period earned only 2.1%. Ouch. 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 So, Which does not even keep up with inflation. No. So going back to our story at the beginning of the show, um, which if you missed, you you do need to tune back in and listen to because it is, it is really important. You know, the, the primary investment risk might not be what you think it is. It might be yourself, right? And for you know, and, and and the thing is, is we're all emotionally attached to our money. We all have worked so hard to get it, and we all know we have to rely on it for so many years in retirement. Well, and we get nervous about here that. that. I say I'm funny about my money. Yeah, I'm yeah. funny about when my I'm money. I'm out of town. I say go to the post office, check the mail, because you know I'm funny about my money. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So you know, having that emotion creates risk in itself it's it's no doubt i mean i'm the same way you're the same way it doesn't matter who you are when it's our own money we become that way right and then you add on to that the risk of longevity the risk of inflation or deflation heaven forbid right we don't get in that cycle unexpected life events um you know bearing unexpected costs at the wrong time when the market's down <laughs> that can always be bad unplanned life changes you know your health your income your marital status your geography right tax rates what what could they do interest rates what could they do and so i provided a little example just to give you some some realness to this because some meat of this because i think this is so important because too many people do this so suppose that you plan that your investment portfolio would average seven percent over your retirement that's not shooting the moon that's below normal investor average, right? So assume that you do better than that average investor emotionally that we talked about earlier, earning that 2.1%, and you double that return in your retirement. So your annualized rate becomes 4% rather than the 7%, okay? Because you do have that emotional attachment. And that 75% of your portfolio is invested. Then I want you to factor in some things that you can't control. Say interest rates remain low and you average 1% on your CD portfolio, which consisted of a quarter of your money, rather than the plan 3%. Say that your spouse became immobile. You had to bring in home health care to help with that. And an out-of-pocket expense, unexpected out-of-pocket expense, cost $1,500 a month for five years. And then say that 10 years into your retirement, your, pa- your spouse actually passed away prematurely. And because of that, you lost about $8,000 
because of the Social Security need that that wasn't replaced. And that doesn't seem like a lot of money, right? $8,000 a year. But that result is that 20-year retirement that you had planned out just became 14 years that you would run out of money. That quick. That quick. So when we think our emotions can't get in the way, (laughs) you may want to think again about that, right? So we've got a Twitter this week, a Twitter poll at KFS Life Planning. Let us know, do you have a plan to protect your investments from you? Yes or no? Hmm, interesting one, right? And, you know, that's just one scenario. So, you know, let's throw some other what ifs. What ifs that 20 year retirement? I mean, in, in reality, if someone retires at 65 today and they plan a 20 year retirement at 85 years old, and we've been talking about life expectancy going up and up and up these days, you know, what if they live 10 years longer? That create a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> right? What if the cost of living went up more than you had planned? What if we hit inflation like we had in the in the seventies or the eighties? You know, that'd be horrible, right? Or what if taxes were higher than you planned on them being? Could that be potential? I mean, we do have trillions of dollars in debt, and sometime, somehow, somebody's going to have to pay for that. So, unless, you're the, unless you're the state of Illinois. Yeah. Well, that is true. So, <laughs> yeah. So, there's a, there's a quote by Billy Cox. He said, you can't build a long-term future on short-term thinking. And the truth is, is the market highs that we had last week are eventually just going to be a blip in history. You know, you think about uh, what was it that they said the other day about 9-11. There's actually people that are in the workforce today that don't remember 9-11 because they were too young. It was a blip in history for them. Think about that. Or the space shuttle Challenger. Or cha- yes, exactly. Think about these things. They're a blip in history once we get past them. So, you know, are you making your investment decisions based on those types of things? And the biggest thing you need to be focusing on is the long term. Have you lost sight of your goals? Because your goals are everything, right? That's your future. You know, if you mess that up, how many times you got to do that? <laughs> no mulligans in life. No, right? no mulligans. No mulligans. You can't buy mulligans either. I, if you can, I want to know how. That's exactly. Okay. So you know, and and one of the things that I want to I want to leave you with before we actually go to break, and then we have our our CFA on Aaron Kennedy afterwards is you know um, a lot of people are are fearful and they're like, well, where do I put my money? And and I thought you know this is a great quote by Warren Buffett, greatest investor of all time allegedly right but he said only buy something that you're perfectly happy to hold if the market shut down for 10 years wow very good think about that wouldn't that all give us a little bit better peace of mind exactly exactly so when we come back let's hear from the man himself on what needs to happen with your portfolio during this so-called iffy time all right we'll be back with more life planning 101 right after this Final segment of Life Planning 101, Angela. Good morning, good morning again. And we have our special guest, Mr. Aaron Kennedy, Charter Financial Analyst of Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group. Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. And uh, so we've been talking all this morning about these markets hitting these all-time highs and everything uh, going crazy and immediate gratification everybody wants with their investments. And I'm sure you're here to help everybody remain sane. (laughs) Oh, wow. That puts me no in a pressure. different chair. <laughs> <laughs> Considering where we are in the market right now, I really wanted to talk about your portfolio health. 
you know, regardless if, if you think we're at all-time highs or we're right in the middle or beginning or end, it doesn't matter. you got to get your portfolio healthy. Usually at this point, you know, people are getting greedy. You know, we, we see things. Let's look at Tesla up 70% year to date. Want some of that. You know, the FANG stocks up around I want 40. a mulligan on that. Go back and start that. over. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, we're, we're letting our our fear and greed get in the way, and that's a, it's a good disaster waiting to happen. So if you're chasing and you, you're holding these stocks, one or two stocks, you know, you need to do something about it. If you've been lucky, you know, you need to get diversified. Diversification is what I really wanted to talk about. In order to be properly diversified, not all your eggs in one basket, not all your portfolio doing the same thing at one time, you need to own between 12 and 18 stocks. Anything over than that, you're just going to be overly diversified. You know, if you're, you're about 18 stocks, you're about as 90% as diversified as you can be. Those with U.S. stocks or? Overall. Overall. Okay. If you wanted to be diversified against the, the world market, we would use more international Depends on what you're going to index yourself against. But to really look at it, we're, we're in West Texas out here. Uh, you don't want to be owning 12 to 18 percent of the same kinds of stocks. You know, what if it was Exxon, Chevron, Apache? <laughs> Ouch! You know, so what, what, do you, what if you say, well, I don't want to do those. I'm not energy investor. I'm a tech investor. So look what happened in 2000, 2002. Stocks just disappeared, right? You know, so in order to truly diversify, you really want to diversify across the economic cycle. So, if we're investing or diversifying across the economic cycle, we're not worried about price. We're going to say the market's going to go up and down, and I want to be as prosperous as I can throughout that cycle. And that's an awesome way to invest, unless you're one of those people that say. I'm not really human. And the reason we invest all the way across is we can't tell where we're at in the economic cycle. Are we at the economic peak? Are we at the economic trough? Where are we at? You can look back and say, oh, there it was. But we don't know where we're at no. right now. It's, it's very hard to say. But, you know, to, to, to invest across a cycle, if we're looking at the very beginning, you know, the, the Fed has flushed us with all this money. We're still there now. Consumers have ample access to credit. You know, so where do you want to be? You want to be invested in financials, consumer cyclicals, because that's where we're out buying whatever we can. And it's a great way to make money. But the market continues to go up. And once we get to the top, the Fed is slamming on the brakes, raising interest rates. That's where we kind of know where we're at the top. Not where we are right now. Going from zero to 0.75, that's not a lot of interest. But, you know, at the top, we're worried about inflation. So energy companies are doing good. Precious metals are doing good. Things that are inflation-based are doing really well. You know, and then we're hitting that peak and crawling over the top, and the market starts to fall, and then we need to get defensive. So where are those defensive stocks? Well, we need we need healthcare every day. Or I don't. I'm healthy, but. <laughs> Most people need health care everywhere. You know, I still need my Campbell's soup. You know, so we need the consumer discretionary. People drink their Cokes every day, drink their coffees every day. So that's a safer place to be. I turn on my lights. Yeah. Utilities. Can't say, dang, the market's down tonight. 
today, kids, turn off the light. <laughs> turn off the AC in yeah. Texas, right? Let's do that right now. <laughs> Telecom. I promise if the market's down 20%, I'm not going to get any less techs. Right. You know? You know Probably those, get more. Yeah. Those are defensive. Now, how do you guess where we are? You can't. So, so you got to build your portfolio to where you can withstand the very top, the very bottom, and uh, not get greedy. Right. You need to be able to look at your portfolio and say, this part's doing great, you know, and this part's being defensive, exactly what I need it to do. And then we need to rebalance. Letting it run forever, it just increases your risk for your winners. Take your winners, take your gains, buy some of your losers because, you know, the emotional cycle or the economic cycle is a roller coaster. So sell at the top. Buy at the bottom. Sounds easy. It is. We're <laughs> <laughs> a disciplined person. For those a disciplined those demigods. Person. That's right. <laughs> portfolio health. Rebalance. Get your things in order. Set your portfolio for your risk tolerance. If you can only handle being 60% in the market and the market's gone up great and now you're 70, 85%, rebalance. Get back to where you need to be. I was reading a white paper from Barclays today, and they said if you exit the market because of emotional reasons, it takes years to recover. And they weren't talking about monetarily. Well, thank you, Aaron. We appreciate you being on the show very much this morning. Um, I'll always need more, right? So tweet us at KFS Life Planning. Do you have a plan to protect yourself from your investments? (laughs) That's the biggest question of the hour. My name is Angela Robinson. Aaron Kennedy from Kennedy Financial Services. Thank you for joining us, and God bless. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates. Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.